the party, having decided their best course of action was to immediately pursue the heart of the void and gain some leverage over the godly threat looming over them, departed once more to the catacombs and tunnels beneath the University of Mainstay, where Dom was given the lead. In familiar territory, at least for him, he led them through a series of caverns and vaults and tunnels until finally they came to an elaborately trapped room. Just before securing their freedom, Dom turned, aiming his weapon instead at Luna and delivering a near-fatal shot. In the ensuing chaos, Rolandir and Vamak attempted to stop him but were unsuccessful, both suffering harm from the room's traps and Dom's automaton Tim's subsequent explosion. As hell broke loose and the machinations of this ancient place set out to harm the party, the fight was brought to a quick close by the appearance of Katagas and four other individuals. One of them immediately familiar as he pulls down a bandana to the rest of the group, the face of your old moon elf companion, Lyrian, a half-step behind Cad. Before anyone can say or do anything, Cad extends uh, both of his arms out to his party, willing them to stay put, and he locks his eyes dead with Val, glancing every so often at the unconscious Luna, and he says, I'm coming over there. If you can help her, that is fine by me. He does so, walking forward gingerly across this hall, and then crouches beside her. Lyrian, meanwhile, just trades glances with Orlandir and Vamok and Mick. The human man in this group of cads steps forward, examining the scene. Well, I say, this presents quite the conundrum. A Mazkin woman? A Demlik man? An Americ woman? Archibald, hold your god's damn tongue and stay put. <laughs> Very well, Cad. The Kraley speaks in its chittering language, though only Cad's party would understand its words in their minds. And Cad again shakes his head and says, No, no, there. He just glances up at Val for a second. Friends, for now. He cradles Luna's head, kind of turning her gently over, and examines the wound. This is bad. This is very bad. Can you do anything? Yes, I can stop the bleeding. I can take care of anything superficial, but she's... He puts his fingers to her neck and then his head to her chest and looks back up at you. She's out cold. I fear deeply so. Do what you can. And he starts to work intent on her wound. But before so, he kind of gives his group a signal to at ease. The human woman sheathes both of her hand axes and the Kraley drops his kind of combative stance. It's at this moment that Mick kind of comprehends what's going on and who's there and looks back to see a familiar face of Lyrian and will address him by saying, Lyrian? Lyrian, is that you? And Rolandier has actually since gotten up, shaken himself a little bit, and he pushes past through the group everyone. He's going to go and try to just wrap Lyrian in an embrace. Just like, Lyrian, by the gods, man, where have you been? As this is all happening, Lyrian's responding to Mick as is about to give him a hug and he's like and who are you? It's oh my goodness I and it's right, me right as that happens Rolander just comes and bear hugs him it's good to see you too Rolandia 
What? And he just looks around, getting a grasp of everyone else that's with them. And oh, and he's getting a little woozy now. The, the injury in his back is still kind of aching him, and he plops down on the ground, just kind of holding his head a little bit. We we need to. Uh, are we safe? Is there something chasing you, or can we just take a moment? The human woman steps forward and says, No, we should be fine here. The traps are disabled as of now. Are you injured? Yes, and Rulander just kind of pulls his hand away from his back, revealing some blood. She crouches down beside you and just looks at your back. She says, He could take care of that. Easy. And she points at the Kraley. My name is Erna. He's Fornost. And that one is Archibald. A pleasure. And Archibald gives a very deep bow. <laughs> Much obliged. <laughs> Vamak, who hesitated briefly at the sight of Lyrian, but then still isn't quite calmed down, he's just going to kind of recklessly run off in the direction that he thinks that Dom went, and he's going to see if he can track him down. So you cross the room and then head up the stairs. Correctamundo. And you're met with two hallways, no indication of which he went down. Basically, he's looking for some way to let off steam. He's going to pick one and go down it for a little bit. Erna, the woman of Cad's group, yells up, I would not suggest going too far. No, I wouldn't worry about him. He just he gets a little riled up on these things. He'll be back soon enough. Um, and now kind of standing, using Lyrian as a bit of a brace... Cat, what the hell are you all doing down here? He just holds up a hand, like, not now, as he's attending to Luna. Yeah, and then he just kind of turns quizzically over to Lyrian. Well, Rolandia, we're looking for the heart of the void. Isn't that what you're doing? The Kraley chitters, and then Rolandia feels this presence in your mind forming words as Fornorst speaks to you. The elf speaks the truth. We are after the same goal, I imagine. Perhaps... You could care to explain why all of a sudden you seem to be in dire straits. The one who fled, was he not a part of your company? But not anymore. That man's a religious zealot who couldn't stand the thought of anything we were going to do, and he attempted to take as many of us out as he could, starting with Luna. Luna? And Rolander just kind of gestures over to Cad and uh, Luna on the ground. She took the worst of it. You took an unfortunate hit yourself, if I may. And he holds his hands out. Rolander will walk closer to allow him to heal him. He's going to perform some intent on you. And Rolander does not want to be healed, so make that harder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he got really good rolls. Of course he did. 84, 96, 23, and 18. So, that's a major success. Ooh. Well, it's just a normal success. That also heals Rolandia's childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Your wounds should be stitched up well enough, and whatever blood you lost should come back in no time at all. Thank you. You also had a bit of a fatty liver. You should cut down on the sweets. Uh, but I took care of that for you as well. No. Too many good and plenties. <laughs> it was the lard in the soup. Yeah, the lard and the whiskey. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Mick's not really going to say anything, but I assume that upon seeing this happen, uh, with seemingly no words being exchanged between them uh, besides Rolandier, is kind of going to focus his attention on the Kraley. Does she have any impressions from watching this? Oh, like of, of your memories? Yeah. I'm assuming like something's... Yes. Though you don't have recollections of your time on the islands, this is not a strange sight for you to see. It's like as if you've been reunited with an old school friend, but you never met them before. Okay, got you. Mick, upon this epiphany, I guess you could say, will start to approach the Crayley and will say to him, I feel as if I know you, or know where you... I, I don't know. I feel as if I know your kind, at least. What? The Crayley turns its attention from Orlandir to you, and then this same thought grows in your mind until it becomes a voice as it chitters and chatters. I have never laid eyes upon you before. No, I fear I have spent most of my time in these catacombs for the past long while, finding these companions here. And it gestures to Erna and Archibald and Lyrian. This one, he puts a hand on Archibald, was actually quite instrumental in both my salvation and I in his. Though you, I am sorry to say, are unfamiliar to me. My mistake. Uh, forgive me. Have you perhaps spent time in my homeland, among my people? Do we know that we went to the Crayley? Because we talked about it before. I think that was our last memory. Yeah, you know that you were like, let's go to the Crayley Islands, and then you woke up on a beach. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I believe that was our intention, but to be honest, I don't know if we've interacted with your people before. But you seem oddly familiar to me. May I... This is a delicate way to put things. I'm not quite sure to form it in a tongue you can perceive. May I search your memories? I assure you it will be painless and brief. By all means... And Mick, not really knowing how that's going to work, kind of leans his head forward as if that's going to help the process. <laughs> you blink awake about two minutes later, being helped up from the floor by Lyrian and Rolandier. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Um, oh. A great queasiness kind of welling up in your throat. Hmm. Didn't hurt a bit. Did you find anything? <laughs> You did spend time with my people. In fact, all of you did. Though the block put in place to keep you from recalling it is indeed powerful. Powerful? But... removable? Perhaps. Though it would take one with much more finesse than I. If anything, he would be able to. And he points to Katagas. Then her kind of cocks an eyebrow. Interesting. Rolander's like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to know that bad. Mike will say, well, he's been helpful in the past. Yes, yeah, sure. But what about you? And Mick will actually direct that question towards Archibald, who he also, ha he already has an affinity towards and likes his finesse <laughs> when he talks. <laughs> and fashion sense. Of course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Archibald turns his attention towards the lovely Mickey, a beautiful American <laughs> woman, and he whips out a handkerchief. Oh. 
And he <laughs> says, oh, now you have something on your forehead. And he dabs a little bit of blood from the explosion. <laughs> and oh, I thought you meant puts it on her. <laughs> her face is caked in <laughs> grime and dust. And then, <laughs> yep, yep. It's like the tiniest dab. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> a gentleman always comes prepared. Mind if I borrow the handkerchief? Please, it's all yours. And Ow. Nick starts to fan himself with the, I mean, herself with the <laughs> handkerchief. So, Mick, what's with the new face? Why not your Talek one? Well, that's a long story that deserves more time than I can give you right now. Let's just say I changed. Yes, I know that you can do that. I was just merely curious. Oh, it, excuse me for my rudeness, Lyrian. I mean, I have permanently changed. Okay. Whatever you say, Mick. <laughs> oh, and then, and then Mick will pat Lyrian on the back and will say, Oh, Lyrian, but you certainly haven't. Across the room back in the corner where Val and Cad and I presume Brynir still with his shields in a defensive stance. Brynir's ready to stab Cad right through the heart. <laughs> Good. Cad removes his hands from Luna. There's no evidence of the gunshot at all, but she remains unconscious, just lightly breathing, her chest rising and falling. And he looks between Brynir and Val, and he says, I've done what I can for her. And he looks at Brynir more intensely. Get your hand off your sword hilt there. I'm not going to do anything stupid. Good. Brynir just scowls at him. Doesn't move it. (laughs) (laughs) Val, like, has been holding on to Luna's hands throughout this intent procedure. And at the end of it, just, like, puts his head down on top of her hands, like, on top of her stomach, and just cries. Cad will stand and back away and join Rolandir and co. Rolandir is going to take a couple steps towards Val as he's crying his eyes out. And he just gently puts, like, a hand on Val's shoulder. Val, what should we do? I don't know. Now, I hate to be perhaps the most chipper of them all, but it would seem that your group is in, well, somewhat of a dire strait. And I happen to know of a certain artifact that resides somewhere within these very halls. I believe you are familiar with it. The Heart of the Void. Perhaps it would be in our best interest to obtain such an artifact and use it to bring this one back to full health. Is that possible? It's the Heart of the Void. If there's anything that's going to help her, it would be that. And what exactly are your intentions with the Heart of the Void after that? Berlander says, eyeing most of them, but especially Cad. Their group exchanges glances, and then Cad, with one glance to Lyrian and then to Rolandir. The same of, as yours, of course. That's why... That's a lie if I've ever heard one. Damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We want the same things as you. But I had told your friend here, that we'd split more amicably than perhaps we did. What do you mean? Tell him, Cad. No, Verlandia, please, do the honors. You two know each other best, after all. 
Lyrian suffice it to say, once you're finished with him, you should probably stab him in the back before he stabs you. What are you even talking about? Cad's only been helpful in this situation. <laughs> I'm sure. I would say, Rolander, I do dare you to point out a time where I actively worked against you, specifically. Tell me, when have I been as devious as perhaps even your most recent addition to your little group here? Gentlemen? No, no, no. I think there's only one person who can answer that question in its full extent, and she's lying on the floor half dead. If we could stop bickering for five seconds and move on... We should do that. Well, until the big impulsive one comes back from his little escapade, his pursuit, I don't see what we're going to do. Almost as if on cue, Vimak reemerges, suitably calmed down. I was not expecting to find you here, Kadagas, or whoever any of these others are. But it is of no matter, Valmes. Much to my chagrin, you are the appointed leader, and I will abide by my words. Whatever action you deem appropriate at this time, I will stand by it. It seems to me there is strength in numbers. It would be stupid to compete for the same prize when we could win it by working together. Calneas nods. I agree with that, but... uh, She's still kind of shaking off the effects of the blast. If we're all just waiting for each other to stab the other one in the back, it's not exactly the spirit of cooperation one would hope for, no? No. Why don't we get moving and we can discuss our various motivations on the way? What are we going to do with Luna? Well, we can't leave her here. I'll carry her. I'm not quite sure she should be moved. Or at least be careful with her. Yes, and I I don't know that it's exactly wise to be bringing her closer to wherever we're going, if danger and traps are sure to be many. But whatever you say, he says, looking back at Val, we'll make work. This whole time, Kelnies has kind of been in the Val, Cad, Brynir group, and so as she joins the others, she gives her Landir, or sorry, she gives Lyrian a hat on the shoulder and just says, Oh, I see you're back. Haven't bulked up at all, have we? (laughs) I eat well. I don't know what you mean. She just shrugs. (laughs) I dare say, old chap, I don't think she finds you quite a specimen of peak masculinity. (laughs) (laughs) Just reading between the lines. She gives Archibald this, like, long once-over, and she's like, well, whatever it is you purport to be, I can't say for certain you're quite that either. And what do I purport to be? A master of both manners and fashion? Or perhaps a master of the magical and mystical arts? I think the key word there is purport. And she heads off. Oh! (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just heading toward the door opposite, you know, on the far end of the room where Cad and the others had made their entrance. And she looks back. If we're going to go anywhere, I imagine it's not here since the lot of you just came from there. Vamak, did any of those upper floors or such uh, give any insight into where where Dom went or perhaps where the heart might be? If I am being honest, finding the heart was of a secondary priority in my efforts just now. In short, no. It would require further investigation. We have fared well enough so far, but 
we should join forces, I believe. In the interest of transparency, we know the exact location of the Heart of the Void. It's just a matter of finding the beginning of the path. Well, then you're in luck. We have someone who knows the path. At least, the start of it. And he nods toward Fornost the Crayley. Nice. Then I suggest you lead the way. Fornost wants to know if it's all right that he enter all of your minds to speak with you. Yeah. Very well. And he just nods in the Crayley's direction. And you all who haven't already experienced this, I think just for Mark, Brynir, Kelniace, and Val, feel this voice creep up in the back of your mind and then kind of die down and linger there for, as he doesn't have anything to say currently. Well, as we're on our way, I'm gonna need a little bit of an explanation as to what's happening. Where's Lerotz? Efron? Dead. I'm sorry to hear that. They were good companions. I wouldn't know. What do you mean you wouldn't know? I don't remember them. What is wrong with everyone? <laughs> so much. So much, Lyrian. <laughs> <laughs> and R- Rolandir kind of stands next to Lyrian and he just says, I presume we have a bit of a truck to go with still till the heart. I'll fill you in along the way. Whatever path they choose to go down, Rolandir will spend the time regaling their past however many months it's been to Lyrian to catch him up on what they've done. Using intent, Cad, and probably with Val's help, will fashion a stretcher of sorts for Luna. And then Cad and Brynir will carry her. Val will walk alongside her. With Fornorst leading the way, followed by Erna just at his side, and then Rolandir and Lyrian, and then Mick and Archibald and Vamok, and then the procession carrying Luna in the back. Kelniace will take up the rearmost position, her swords drawn, ever alert. Mick will actually turn around and will say, Oh, Archie! I'm sorry, how rude of me, I didn't introduce myself. My name is Mick, but you may call me Mickey. Classic line, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Always gets him. (laughs) Mick Mick actually says that. Mick says classic line. (laughs) Lands every time. A pleasure to meet you, Mickey. I am Archibald Coldfinger. And once more, he gives a bit of a bow. Now, I will say, Mickey is a very unique American name. I don't think I've come across it before. What can I say? I'm one of a kind. (laughs) That you are. And he (laughs) whips out another handkerchief (laughs) and gives it to her. These two get along like a house fire. And then and then Mick starts <laughs> alternating. <laughs> Never mind, I'm just um, Mick will gladly take it, will actually shove the other one down his jumpsuit, and will take the other one and start fanning herself. <laughs> oh, please. Oh the pleasure's all mine. <laughs> a curious troop that you travel with. And I will say, to one such as myself, who is perhaps a bit more keen in the way of detecting some of the more mystical things of this world, you do have a certain air about you. I mean, you specifically, Mickey, but your companions more broadly. 
There seems to be something different about them. And what evidence do you have of that? Just a razor-sharp wit and a keen eye. That I can see. <laughs> right. Sorry, I need to go home. <laughs> they, they, uh, they, they spend the next few minutes talking in uh, somewhat veiled terms and neither oh, yeah. of them really saying much of anything. Um, it's all slightly flowery language and a lot of raised eyebrows. That's exactly three what more it handkerchiefs is. come out and but but like Pocket, running out of pockets. Where's that pocket with the frown stuff? Kelniace looks on from the back of the group, perpetually frowning. I thought that Kelniace wants Mick to be happy. <laughs> I can tell you, V-Man, he has rolled his eyes so many times, then, like, he has just completely tuned the both of you out. You should use intent to put, like, cotton swabs in your ears or something. Cad, who is, you know, in the front of the stretcher line and right behind Vamok, says, Vamok, I see you've found yourself, well, a new amalgamation of terror, I should say. Your form, your being. Did I miss something? Because he only saw you briefly after leaving the other world before he departed. But you've also changed more since then. Tell me, do you still harbor those doubts and thoughts you did about this company? To say that my relationship with them has grown more trusting or more confident would be... A blatant lie. I still harbor my doubts. But I harbor doubts about most everything. For now, the group and I are on somewhat manageable terms. But there has been no shortage of threats from them to me. Or the other way around, I'm sure. He glances over his shoulder at Val... They would like to think so, yes. But no matter how many times I assure them that I am not plotting their downfall, they do not seem to believe me for whatever reason. The wispy voice of Fornorst enters all of your minds. Be careful up here. There are treacherous steps as we continue to descend. Parts of this place were excavated long ago and reburied, excavated again, and reburied. The cycle continued for ages. Generations have sought this prize, and none have found it. For us to be the first would be a great achievement, but alas, also, a distinct non-possibility. Please, keep your footing and your heads about you. And as his little message to you all ends, the declining passageway that you've been winding your way through this whole time just opens up into a cavern with walls further than you can even make out in this immense darkness. The best reference I can think of is like not the bridge of Khazadum, but when they're in Moria and it's like they're jump you know the part where they're jumping down the stairs? It's like that, but like times ten. There's ten sets of stairs. <laughs> And so it's just these thin stalks of stone that end in staircases atop them that are barely holding together. 
in this infinite blackness all around you and deep down. As you even take your first steps out onto these stairs, this pass across the abyss, there's a tremor and the whole room just shakes and unseen dust filters down in front of your eyes. We should find somewhere to rest after all this. <clears throat> this isn't a good place. Uh, is is there like a gap in between anything? Like, do we need to bridge anywhere? Or is it connected but precarious? It's connected but precarious. There aren't any gaps larger than maybe a foot or two across, so everyone can pass pretty safely. But you do have to walk single file here. Can Val sort of... This is quite a large intent thing, but the goal being to restore the area to its original, like, former glory state, quote-unquote, of when it was originally constructed. Sort of, like, move the materials back into that for as much of the chamber as he can. Roll intent. I don't know. 22 and 44. You are able to do so, but only momentarily and only for, like, the immediate vicinity of yourself. Okay. So it's like the bridge around you in front and behind will mend, but then as you walk further along, it will crumble again. Oh, cool. Does does that continue as Val moves forward? Like an, like an aura? Or is that just a one-time thing? No, it's like an aura that will persist. And it seems if you would stand in the middle of the group, it would encompass the whole group. Yeah, Val will do that. Nice. I will also state... For the record, I do think Val is continuously crying throughout this, just silently. Like, he is doing what needs to be done, but he is not okay. Erna lights a torch, um, and will pass one back to Rolandir and Lyrian behind her, and then light another. She looks between Lyrian and Rolandir and says, You two know each other then, yes? Lyrian has spoken of prior companions, but not in specifics. Yes, Lyrian is perhaps the oldest friend I have in this new world, and he saved my life on numerous occasions, but for a second there, I wasn't sure we'd ever find each other again. I I still need to ask you, Lyrian, whatever became of your deal with Vale? I saw it through, and I haven't heard from Vale since, to be honest, and then I tried to, to find you all with the little gem you gave me, but... uh. That stopped moving after a while. I don't know what happened to you all. Probably had to do with something of us jumping between planes of existence. Who knows how many times. Planes of existence? Like, with what happened to Luca, where we were there? Yes, exactly. Yes, the different realms of the gods. And we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. You are then... As Lyrian is one of these other landers? Was, so to say. I have since been chosen as the godborn of Sindor and changed. Godborn, you say? Well, that's it. That's precisely it. You lot are special. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> All right, another one for the history books. I am in the presence of Godborn. Archibald Coldfinger, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Who, who's he saying that to? Is that related? Uh, Rolandier, but also everybody. <laughs> Just says it um, after every sentence. He, <laughs> he's, he's kind of figured out that uh, you're not the only godborn. That's the that's the funny thing he was feeling. Right, right, right. And how did you come to be amongst your lot? Oh, well, you know, 
One day you're sitting there, getting ready for exams, examinations. I don't know if you've ever had any formal schooling, but... By the looks of you. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't, (laughs) to be fair. By the looks of you, we might need to start at the basics. School is where you go to get educated. Rolander just shoots him like the most (laughs) deadpan glare ever. (laughs) And... And, well, one thing led to another, and here I am. Rolander rolls his eyes. All right. Um, Lirian. Erna laughs ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this idiot? You will get used to his extravagance. Don't worry. It does become charming, if not all the least annoying. Oh, please, you love me. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone hears Fornorst, though not even everyone can hear this conversation. Everyone hears Fornorst in their minds saying, love is a strong word to describe it. (laughs) I'm sorry, that was not meant for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Totally (laughs) did. He accidentally texted the group chat. (laughs) Oops, wrong wrong chat, LOL. (laughs) Smiley face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Amazing. Please continue. Please continue that. Come now, Fornost. After all we've been through together, you would so easily throw me under the carriage. Your words wound me. He's not so bad, Rolandia. He's quite useful. He he has many, many talents. Not so bad. Is everyone hearing this? Not so bad. I think I'm pretty damn great. You are, Archibald. (laughs) Uh, For the record, I quite like the other one of you better. (laughs) Now, that imposter... I'm I'm sorry. Other one? (laughs) And Rolandia is like kind of looking around. Like, did I miss someone? It it is a very long story. You hear Fornost in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but suffice to say, my brother is to blame. Interesting. For the sake of brevity and simplicity, for those of you who have not attended university, I have, uh, we'll call it twin brother. <laughs> who looks and acts exactly like me. Except I believe I am the original. You used intent to duplicate yourself, didn't you? I would not have guessed that you'd guess it so quickly. (laughs) In his defense, Fornost says, it was not entirely his fault. He, in fact, showed great prowess with intent in freeing himself from the prison my brother had erected. It was an unintended consequence of that uh, internment that produced a second copy. Yes. That being said, I believe myself to be the original. And if you talk to the other one, whatever he says, if he says the original, that's a lie. (laughs) A flat out lie, all right? I am Archibald number one. He is number two. I'll keep that in mind. Anyways, uh, where are we going exactly? The lot of you have continued down these stairs, turning and winding your way through this endless cavern until you come to a landing of sorts, a large circular platform, hundreds of feet in diameter. And it's here where Fornost says, perhaps we can take a breather. It has been a long day for us, our group. I am not sure how it is for the new ones as well, though. 
Judging from the circumstance we came upon you in, I cannot imagine it was a very pleasant or restful one. And your bodies are feeling tired. Hours have passed since you teleported here in the morning. Judging by anyone's reckoning of time, it's probably going on five or six in the evening since you departed in the early morning. Is this a safe place to stop? There are no safe places from here on out. This may be our last sanctuary, though it itself I cannot ensure. Uh, maybe I can. Val will take like ten minutes to cast Fabricate to just make a shelter, like an enclosed space entirely on top of this platform out of the materials the platform is made out of. You are quickly able to do so, and Cad and Brynir will set Luna down within. Val, we rest here. Do you have provisions sufficient for you all, or should I provide some? If you've got something better than cold, hard bread and crackers, feel free. I can't promise that, but Rolander just kind of waves his hand over a corner of this uh, fabricated shelter, and there appears food and water sufficient for them that is rather bland-looking and even more bland-tasting, but it's food. Manna, you might say. Anna. Fornost, why don't the two of you scout on ahead, secure a perimeter at the far end of this platform, see little ways what's down the stairs. If there is something coming, we'd like to know. The two of them nod after that command and head off. Wait a moment. Why should we trust your people when you are leading them, after what you have done to us? You speak as if I've done some great crime, but have my actions been any more detrimental to your progress than his? And he just gestures at Vamok. I didn't think so. Uh, Brynja, if you would like to go with them, you may. I can send the Archbishop with you, or just the Owl, if you want to stay. Very well. I will accompany them. Maybe they're not so bad. I will, like, pass the Archbishop to Brynja and tell her to listen to him. Just as Fornorst, Anna, and Brynja head off, Anna looks at Brynja and says, Your accent, uh, is it more Erotheric or Sillinger? Erotheric. Uh, yes, I could tell a bit. And then her, the Crayley, and Brynir, accompanied by the Archbishop, head further down the stairs in this kind of weird bluish-reddish light of their torches and the owl's glow. So I assume that all of us are kind of getting settled in, so to speak. Mick is actually going to go up to Kelniace and is going to sit beside her and say, Well, you've been quiet. Well, I've been keeping watch diligently at the back of the group. You're welcome. Well, thank you, Kelniace. But that's not what I meant. Keeping watch, what have you been seeing? I've been seeing a lot of people that I trust and care for dearly, thrown in with a good lot of people who I've never met, who I, for now, harbor no ill will toward, but by principle alone of their intrepid leader, do not trust for the life of me. And she isn't shy about how loud she says that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also assuming it's not like that big of a shelter we're all in <laughs> for how many of us no. there are. <laughs> I don't know if anybody responds to that, but Mick, upon hearing this, uh, that Kelnias is not shy with her feelings, will kind of tone down his voice and will say to her, well, what makes you think that they're aware of his intentions? If you know what I mean. No, you're exactly right. But 
that doesn't bring me any comfort. If I know someone's going to stab me in the back eventually, all the more better I can be prepared for it. I'm much more afraid of useful idiots. And Karagas has most definitely, Lyrian notwithstanding, assembled a great band of useful idiots. And she does say that much quieter. I do not look down upon your caution. In fact, I think it's the best course of action. But in the meantime, it's best to be cordial, but be alert, as you mentioned. I agree. It's at this point that you notice Cad just kind of stand abruptly and go to the doorway of the shelter as Fornorst is walking back. What are you doing? What's going on? Oh. Very well. Archibald! Archibald! Yes? You're going in his stead. Scout ahead with the Demlik, Brynjir, and Erna. Oh, but I wanted to stay here and get to know our new friends a little better. Do I really have to go? You can converse and control later. Get your ass on the move. Your demeanor remains peachy as ever. Very well, I'll go, but let it be noted that it is under much duress. And let it be reminded that you, of all people, are replaceable. Kadagas, your words wound me. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll leave, exit out the door, and go. As Fornorst enters, Cad seems to try to protest against what he's doing. I, I don't quite think it's a good... And Fornos just raises a hand and Cad lets him go. And in a huff, Cad then leaves the shelter. Fornos will kneel beside Luna, uh, where I imagine Val has also situated himself. Yes. And then you hear his voice in your mind. She is someone close to you. Yes? Yes. Karagas also has strong feelings for her, though I... Imagine they are in a different category for yourself. In more ways than one. Undoubtedly. If you'll allow me, I may be able to look inside her mind, examine what damage may have been done. Is there a reason Cad would not want you to do this? Caragas will always have his reasons one way or another, but I am free to act of my own volition. What does it entail? Something keeps her from the waking world. I would like to find out what. The impact that caused this is from a weapon I've seen used many times in my travels, primarily by the Sanguine Race. It is a crude and dangerous machine. I've seen its capability for death and damage. A wound such as this one may have caused far-reaching consequences into her mind, her psyche, beneath this superficial damage. Though I am confident that whatever injury she sustained to her head, her skull, perhaps even her brain, Cad was able to repair. But you see, the workings of the inner mind and their passageways are many and twisting and narrow and fragile. We, Crayley, are primarily adept at influencing these pathways with intent. I myself, not to boast, I assure you, am one of the more gifted. Is there anything I can do to help? I fear something within your own mind may only serve as an impediment. I understand. Do you? I understand that I am broken, 
I can tell, yes. There is much in your mind that is fractured, though not of your own will. There are other barriers, blocks, walls erected by ones not yourself. I have sensed this in all of your minds. And he just gives a vague gesture to the rest of the party. Some of us more than others. If you can help her, I would be most grateful. I will try, but I would ask something delicate first. All right. To aid the mind, it is best for one who knows the mind of the other. You and Luna, is it? Yeah. I imagine know each other better than anyone else here besides Karagas, but he refused to take part. What do you need from me? I need to know who she is in a way that words could never express. You may have it. I must warn you, the procedure is not without consequence. I am no stranger to consequences. Then you are all right. Perhaps I should lay it out for you. In fact, he looks at the rest of you as well, who've traveled a long time with Luna. It might be best to draw from each of you your recollections of her, your conversations, her deeds, her character. I will temporarily take these things from you. You will have them no longer, but I will use them to navigate those eroded parts. Rebuild, if it is necessary. But like any graft, skin, or tree, there may be something missing from the original when the work is done. Will it come back? This will be unlike one of the blocks or walls placed upon your mind. If I took a patch of skin from your arm to seal a burn upon your leg, your arm will only heal so much. Here, your mind will be left to its own devices. Perhaps even for all of you, these blocks and walls will come down, as I have no doubt that Luna is a greater part of those experiences than not. It may restore what you once lost, but as I said, something will be missing, and I cannot guarantee its return, though I can also not say it will not. I don't know if I can do that again. He turns toward the rest of the group that's assembled, Rolandir, Vamok, Kelnies, and Mick. I can take these memories from you, though they would not be as effective. And as I said, I only need them as a seed, a starter, to begin the work. Should there be work required, perhaps she is well and healthy and simply healing right now in a better, deeper state. But I cannot be certain till I'm in there with her. Rolandir walks up towards where the Kraley is over by Luna and Val. He says, Val, I don't think you should give up anything more than you already have. If you, he says, talking to Fornorst, are even fairly confident that this could work using our collective memories, peace, whatever you need, I'd say do that first before... Val must give up his. Without the intimate knowledge that I'm sure Val could provide, it would take three of you. Mick, upon hearing this, will clap his knees and will say, Well, as he gets up, 
You already made me faint once today. What's another time? But perhaps before that, this could be of assistance. I'm pretty dang sure Mick still has his rapier that uh, captures memories of Mick. And he will first give that to Fornorst before he grants him access to his mind again. Fornorst takes your rapier, freezes for a half second, and then takes it from you, holding it closer. This will... this will do well. Then I only require two of you. And this, he holds up the rapier, may be destroyed in the process. I was holding on to bad memories anyways. Keep it. Kelniace will step forward. I'll volunteer. I volunteer myself as well. And if there are any more, he says more turning to the room. Rolandier looks back at the room, sees that it's just Famak there, doesn't say anything, turns back to Fornorst and says, so you have three, plus the sword. Before you begin, thank you, everyone. If, If my mind will be of any assistance at all, I want to help, but I can't lose her. Val, you don't have to. Let us. Okay. For a moment, it looks like the mock is going to say something. But then it seems like the words catch in his mouth, and he just looks away and walks out the door. Mick is going to see this. Um, I, I assume that somebody catches glance of this happening. And we'll look towards Vermark, won't say anything, and then we'll turn back to Fornoris and we'll say, If you require more, or you find that you require more, I am willing also to give up my memories. You are all a noble group. That much I have seen for myself, despite what misgivings Cad may hold of you all. Yes, well, you don't see Cad here, do you? He... I feel inclined to say perhaps deserves a bit more sympathy. Perhaps. Alright. What What do we need to do? If you could help me. D- and he directs everyone to take the stretcher with Luna and place her in the middle of the room. And then he will fabricate a small like basin and place it above her head on the floor. And in it, he will then conjure a fire that burns a strange whitish blue. And then he takes the sword and like putting it into a burning hot forge, he just places it into the bowl and it bubbles and melts down into this brilliant silver slag. And then he extends one hand to his left and one to his right and motions for Rolandir and Kelniace to grab on. Kelnice kneels beside Luna and grabs Fornorst's hand. And then the fire just goes out. And for Rolandir and Kelnice, you are injected for a moment into the mind of Luna. And you see everything she's experienced in this great kind of palette before you of memories, some more concrete than others, just like a thousand tableaus of a million experiences all stacked on top of one another. And the noise from all of them is maddening and cacophonous and painful. And then 
those are wiped away and you see then your own memories take center stage and you can feel the ones that Luna is part of being excised from this hole and it's painful. It's excruciatingly painful. You feel as if honestly someone is cracked open your skull and is making incisions upon your very brain matter with the sharpest and tiniest of scalpels. And then this network of light and scenes that was Luna's mind comes back. And then you are shot out of it and your eyes open. You are drenched in sweat, your hair caked to your head. And you look down and you recognize Luna. You know of her journeys and yours. And what's more, in your mind, you remember the island and your time there and the conversations you've had. And then you feel Fornorst let go of your hand, and Kelnies lets out this raspy breath, and you too realize you've been holding your breath this whole time, unaware really of how much time has passed indeed. And he looks at the two of you and he says, Thank you. Your part in this work is done. And then he'll lean forward and just place his hands on Luna's head and close his eyes. And Rolander just looking back and forth, sees Kelneas also just kind of in the same state, and then looks at Val, who I'm assuming hasn't moved at all. Um, oh, as soon as you guys are conscious, Val is going to just sort of stumble over he is not stable <laughs> by any means, and just, like, take both of you into his arms and hug you both. Don't thank us yet. I'm not sure if it's worked, but uh, there's something missing for sure, and I think he got what he needed. <laughs> I think he, he can't help but but laugh at that. For the record, Val, I remember her perfectly, so... Thank you. I, I don't even know how to say thank you. She she would not have wanted me in her mind. Well, I'm glad that at least it's going to work out for what it's worth, and... Rolander didn't see Vamok get up and leave, and when he did, but he notices that he's gone from the room. I, I I need some air. And he kind of stands, grasps Val firmly on the shoulders, just kind of giving a reassuring grasp there, and then uh, leaves the shelter. W- where is Vamok in this? Did he depart very far away? Is he just kind of pacing outside? No, Vamok is actually sitting down uh, with his back to the wall of this structure. He's like maybe 10 feet from the door or something. He's just kind of sitting there. Rolandir walks up to him and sits down alongside him back to the wall and just says, Well, Vamak, I certainly hope that my memory can serve for both of us because we have got some catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> 